Hello and welcome to the Unfit Pundit. I am Alex Kaufman and we are back in 2019. Incredible. We have, of course, the man himself who's always here. Always the ever-present mascot of our of our of our project here. Mr. Lakeworth Hero, Boss Taco's owner, and car enthusiast, <laughs> John Forster. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> then we that have uh, Mr. Not, oh, what? No. Shut no. up. No? Shut what? up. Did, did you want more? I, I, mean, I can do more. No, I don't want. No, I don't want any more. Graduated summa, summa cum laude at Palm Beach State, John Forrester. <laughs> uh, uh, graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, Mr. J Term himself, Tyler Kaufman. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, also a, uh, a new founder of the <coughs> fashion blog, Duomoda. Seven. Seven. <laughs> find him on Instagram. And... Uh, uh, R- Ryan, <laughs> that's very underwhelming. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Delmati, an avid Arsenal fan. Thank you. And and Otsil hater. So that's me. <laughs> but we'll get on to that in the the latter parts of the show. Here uh, we're going to start with the biggest and saddest news of the week, or the weekend, I should say. Um, Man United have risen back and. Beat Spurs 1-0 on a careless giveaway by the Spurs' very own Kieran Trippier. Um, and we, we can talk about the game. We can talk about how Man U were great that first half. You know, they're really, they played out this in the first half. And then the second half kind of just was the, the show of a lifetime from David De Gea. Um, but I do want to start with kind of an overall view of what this means now for Man United going forward. Um, Ryan, you want to start? Uh, it means everything with Arsenal <laughs> not playing up to standard and <clears throat> Tottenham losing. It means it opens the door to top four possibility. Maybe I mean they're what a couple points behind the. Yeah, they're currently four. So they're there's six points behind Chelsea. I mean. They probably play them up one more time, maybe. Um, it, it's possible top four. It's definitely they're definitely in contention, top five, possibly top four at this point. They're on level points with us. Yeah, level points with Arsenal. Sits points off, or yeah, sits points off of Chelsea, um, who aren't playing particularly well. Um, I mean, they got their win, but they faced um, who you might call it this weekend, uh, Newcastle. And then so. the six games, Old Gunners taken over. They've scored what seventeen goals. Uh, they've led in only three, maybe right four. Like so, defensively they're better. Offensively they're scoring a lot more goals, and they just look a lot more threatening overall. So and De Gea, I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> they, 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 they had an amazing game. That, that's it's like Arsenal last year. They they lost like three one, and they had like ninety shots and couldn't score. Right, exactly. And it, it's almost kind of like. We forgot how good Man U can be and how good their defense can be just because of him. Yeah, absolutely. You think about it. He wasn't having a great season this year. Suddenly, Man U aren't having a great season. I mean, obviously, they're not scoring goals, but they're also were giving away so many goals 
on the counter or just in general uh, offset pieces and things like that. Um, now, Tyler, do you think this was this is now becoming Paul Pogba's team officially? Is he is are, is he proving the credits the credits wrong now? Well, I think that what happened was is Sasha subscribed to the the correct kind of coaching that 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 is given to him to Pogba in France and it's basically just giving him that freedom to literally you know do what he needs to do to give the energy to the team and you know he he did just that he provided the assist I mean yeah he didn't have like the best second half but he still was like providing a lot of energy and he's, he's showing like leadership you know like, before they're like really containing him and, and Marino really was like banking on him like providing all this like wanted worried more about his defense than what he did offensively except offensively is where he provides the most security and then he can still win the ball and he's still pro- like can provide something on defense but it's not like the you know end all be all that's not what he is and so what Sasha has done is basically unleash the beast so I, I think Sasha should be permanent man you manager I don't think they should find another manager yeah I he's getting, only to like, play one but... serious game but but just how they play it doesn't like regardless is still just remarkable like way different this is like the team it was supposed to be yeah, and he's getting productivity out of a lot of players that necessarily weren't getting a lot done in the Mourinho, like Rashford and even Marcia a little bit. But even but people like under Herrera look a lot better just under um, Old Gunner. So well, and it's it's a it's a players team again, you know, and it's being run by former players, which I think is super. If they can make something out of that, you know, kind of like how Zidane was running Real Madrid, but they have like you know him and Carrick, Michael Carrick, are running the team right now and it's working really well i don't know i i don't think they should look for another i think it'd be a mistake to sign like a conte or like uh they're talking about gareth southgate i don't think that's a good idea either i think what they're doing now because gareth southgate's very tactical and very like precise and everything's very specific i I don't think that would work so i mean it goes to the fact that like super clubs nowadays are and we've seen it with real madrid they've They've worked better under Zidane, which you know, arguably the best four years, bar not winning the lead that much. Um, but that was, you know, they just he kind of just gave him the freedom, said, you know, go 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 do what you guys do. I mean, um, but I mean, the, the the interesting thing now is that there is someone else out there with uh, David Wagner now being uh, mutually let go, well, mutually uh, consented to leave Huddersfield. Do you think that that could be a place um, or a target for Man U, bar they don't get poached, or Zidane doesn't want to leave, or is it someone that they, you know, is it do they just stay with Ole Gunnar, Scholzshire, uh, uh, John? What do you think? Um, you know what? I, I mean, I don't know. I was skeptical um, with Gunnar coming back. I mean, obviously, you needed a, a manager in a pinch, and he was available, so why not? Um, but I don't know, because I, I, I didn't, I never, I, I wasn't too big on uh, on Gunner. I didn't know, you know, I don't know his his credentials or anything like that. Well, it was it was Cardiff the last time they were relegated, the last time they're up, I should say. That was the last time he managed, and then he was over in Denmark or not Denmark, yeah, Denmark. As kind of like a front office role, but I mean, it seems it seems to be working. It it, it really does. It it seems to be working. Now, 
Knowing, I mean, just knowing how football's going right now, I don't see him staying. I see him, I see them signing a permanent manager. Um, but you know, I mean, from from an outsider's perspective and as someone who's not a Man United fan, I, I I can I can say just for the sake of competition, I would like Gunner to stay. <laughs> I I think if he gets top five. I think it's questionable. I think it's 50-50 whether he stays or not. I think it's mainly up to whoever's running Man United. I think if he somehow breaks top four, though, I he think it's, 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 it's very hard to say that he doesn't have the job because that would be like a really big story to say, like, hey, we were down 10, maybe 15-plus points at one, at one point from the pack. And then... So. Not only that, he's he's also now... He is the club in the fact that he's always been... He's always been Man U... He brought the power back to the players. You know, he, he suddenly is kind of like a Fergie in that sense. He, he's trying, he's not, you know, Mourinho was, it was Mourinho's, uh, it was Mourinho's Man U. It wasn't Man United. So now with, with him, I mean, yeah, if he breaks top four, it, it would be hard to say, hold on, we, we actually want someone better because then you bring in someone, I, I mean, we can talk about Pochettino, but if you bring in someone that's not Pochettino, maybe like Deja Simeone, or Which I, mean, I doubt happen. what. I don't think Simeone would leave yet. I don't think. Well, I mean, I mean, there's talks that that Atletico Madrid team might might break up, uh, him included. But um, there's talks well, every year, and then he keeps coming back. I don't know. Still, no, which is true. But my other thing was that if Juve, if Juventus don't. Um, when the Champions League, maybe Maxi Allegri is suddenly up on the market. Um, but yeah, no. If they break top four, I'm kind of in that in that realm where I think there isn't there. Th- this job is his because it kind of has to be. So, um, I I kind of like the prospect of the David Bogner. That's not the worst other option. Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen with him that he's. I mean, he's very much. He made this. He made Huddersfield. Stay up in the Premier League, which they shouldn't be a Premier League team. I mean, it shouldn't they're, be. Yeah. They're just not good enough. We're seeing that this year. I mean, you can only do so much. You know, it's almost harder to coach those types of teams. You know, it's harder to coach Fulham right now than it is to coach Chelsea, Man U, Everton. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, 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 that was just something I, I just thought of. Maybe he's done a lot. great job with them. I think he'd be good. I mean, if there was some like weird situation which Chris Hutton would become available, I also like him a lot from Brighton. Right, right, right. His style a lot too. I think he'd be good for Manu. Yeah, it's definitely a. I mean, it's going to be the story of the summer, along with a lot of transfers Eddie, like Eddie Howe too. You keep the English tradition. Yeah, I was, thing, I was thinking Eddie Howe. Yeah, maybe the one thing I don't know about Eddie Howe is that he has he has so much power right now at Bournemouth that I don't know. I don't know if he'd leave, and I don't know if Manny would want him, just because he's another gamble. I think they would keep Shulshire up above. Yeah, I, I agree with I, that. I see that. Yeah, just because he, he knows the club. I see how they managing England. That's where I actually end up seeing him. Well, you don't what think Southgate staying for? Uh, I was gonna say, what about Southgate? That's what I was gonna say. I don't. Oh, know. for for Manu? Yeah. I know. I don't think that's happening. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah. 
I think that's the worst possible <laughs> idea they could do for themselves. It's like getting another Moyes, essentially, in a weird Whoa, way. Oh, I don't know about that. No, no, no. He's not, it's not that he's a worse manager than Moyes. It's the effect that he would have on the team. I don't think it would work. It's too tactical. Once again, it's too tactical. They have too many like ridiculous players. They need that freedom. Hey, who knows? Maybe uh, Joe Trum Love might might become available in the summer. God. That's another that's another one that could be good. That no, was, stop. I was joking. Calm down. <laughs> I think he'd be a club manager. That's another one. Hey, stop, stop, please. <laughs> please, please. Just no. I'll I'll make sure to edit that out, okay? <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> um on the flip side of things, we see Spurs obviously being I mean, it, it's it's hard to say that this was kind of like a game they should have won. I mean, they should have won, yes. But Musa Sizoto gets injured, and what is it, 30 minutes in? 40 minutes in? Suddenly they have a midfield of Erickson, Harry Wings, Deli, Lamella, and then, yeah, that's it, Lamella. I mean, that that's a tough sell to tell me that that's going to be this hard rock, you know, stone-cold defense. Or like defensive midfield because the the only thing that saved him in that second half was that Harry Winks was literally literally everywhere on the field at every moment in time, and then when he got too tired, they had to bring him out, and they suddenly were playing Lorente. I mean, they were suddenly playing Delhi and Erickson as deep line midfielders. Um, so that so my my question, I guess, would be: Bar, I mean, Kane Kane also went down with an injury. Um, it looks like he might be out for possibly a month with that same uh, niggling in- injury he gets every year with his ankle, uh, ankle ligament damage. Um, obviously, Spurs have a ton of injuries. Obviously, Daniel Levy doesn't want to pay any money for anyone. But are they being? Is his hand being forced here? I mean, is there a world where we can't go through January and not buy some type of midfielder, whether it be uh, we have links to uh, Frank Grealish? Grealich, who's the Hoffenheim midfielder, number like number six, eight type player, you know, pretty good at interceptions, like seventh best in Bundesliga or something. Or, you know, budget guy, or I mean, there's still reports that we go in for Frankie De Jong, will quote unquote match whatever the other clubs give. Um, but it, it, I mean, is it a thing where we're kind of forced to, to hand here? I mean, I think there is no other way. You, because I think you guys can po- potentially drop more points as a result because you have such a shoddy lineup right now because oh, of injuries. God. I mean, if you were full strength, that's a different story, but you're not. So, And it's so, a like, classic theme with Spurs like every season. So, I, 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 st- I, I still I can't see you guys you know, signing anybody. In January, I think you guys are in more of a situation. Oh, I don't know why. I really don't know why we are in this situation. But um, yeah, we'll get onto that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a story. And how come we can't sign any players? Because douchey owner. Where did where where the fuck did all? Whoa! Of our- where, <laughs> that's where, where 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 did all of our money go that we made last season? Pocketed. Um, so. So I think close. if you guys were to get anybody, it would be on loan. Okay, I mean that because that would you guys, that would do you guys, it. You you got your guys's funds right now are going to your stadium, and that's right, that's exactly. that's 
that's not that's not the team's priority. That's the club's priority right now is the stadium. Well, right. to, to Tottenham's credit, they, they they actually played very well. I think pretty decently against Man United. They had a lot of good chances. They had most oh, of the yeah. possession. I mean, you lose off of David De Gea having a game of a lifetime and a long ball from Paul Pogba, which is uh, picture perfect. I mean, it's, it's right. a and tough way to that, lose, but that doesn't change the fact that they with, with the amount of injuries that they have in midfield um, and with Kane going down, especially for a month, you need either some kind of a... Um, Stability in the midfield as a Soko-like player or someone who's going to have like a, a physical presence in the midfield. Um, and you have Son out, you have Lucas out. So, I mean, you're lacking some kind of striking force up top. I mean, you're talking about right. Lamella as a false nine, but is that yeah, really yeah. that Lamella reliable? The, at Stanford Bridge last year, uh, the 3-1 victory, Lamella played as a false nine. Uh, I mean, it works, but I mean, it's probably going to have to happen if Lucas is, in fact, still out for the next couple of games. Um, bring, one, bring one of your young guys up. That's not going to... The only other striker right now in in our academy, that's not Vincent Jansen. Sorry for the beat, guys. Wow. <laughs> who's, not, uh, who's not Vincent Jansen, because he's not in Pochettino's plans, is um, young Irish... Irish... Uh, He's like he's Irish and English. He hasn't decided his internationality yet, but he's um his name's Troy Parrott. He's he's gonna be a star in a couple of years, but he's only sixteen right now, so that's a tough sell. But um, so you, so you mean so you mean to tell me that you guys have no strikers at all? No, we don't anywhere. We have Yorente, yeah, Yorente, yeah. and then we have Jansen, but. But Pochettino doesn't. Alex right. Dugold, who's a beat writer for for Spurs, asked him at well, the. Well then, okay. So if I'm hearing this right, other than Llorente, Harry Kane, and Vincent Janssen, you only have a 16 year old as a striker. Yep. So what about your other teams? What about your under 23s? Does that 16 year old play for the under 23s? Yeah, he does. No, no. There's, there's another guy. His name's Josiah Sterling, but he's just coming back from injury. I mean, to be fair, Tottenham is playing Fulham next week. If there was one game where this young player could play, I mean, it, it's possibly this week. Yeah, he's well, sixteen years I'm old. Just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, mean, just, I'm just, just trying, I'm just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that you only have four strikers. There's, there, there's Troy, Troy Parrott, who's a sixteen-year-old but plays for the U18s, and then there's Tazai Sterling, who's a U20, who plays for the U23s, and he's only like twenty or nineteen. I mean, there's plenty of players that started at 16, 17 that looked pretty good. 16, in the first tough sell. He just started playing it in the U18 not too well, long he, ago. He was the U23, wasn't he? I'm looking at something here. Overall, it's just baffling to me that Pochettino doesn't buy a striker. Well, because we've well, had Son. Well, I mean, to be Son, fair, oh, you, I'm sorry, you can go. That's my bad. Well, I'm just Son. Son has been the go-to striking option when Kane's been down, and who's going to back up Kane? Like who? We've bought Vincent Janssen, who was the top goal scorer in the Eredivisie. He never stepped up because he doesn't have time to play when Kane plays every minute of every like of every game he can. And then, I mean, Llorente, we bought an experienced head, who again can't get fitness and can't get can't get form because you're playing second fiddle to probably the best striker in the world right now. So they probably probably the best option is to invest in a youth striker and just keep giving him time with like. One of the under twenty threes or something, U twenty threes, or like League Cup or something. 
Yeah, I mean that that like I said, we have Troy Parrott who's going to come up eventually and be a star. But we do the the best option is to buy someone like a Martial type, you know, Zaha type who's versatile, you know, plays up top, but can also you know so another sun type essentially. What? Another sun type. Right. Yeah. Because then you're in the rotation, you can still get your games, but you can also play as Trevor, someone like maybe Anaki Williams. I'm I'm calling it right now. Fernando Llorente wants to go back to Bilbao. Bill, so we give him Llorente and cash for Inaki Williams. It's happening. I'm calling it. I don't I don't say I don't see them giving up Inaki. Who says no? Come on. <laughs> I don't think no because Llorente is washed up compared to like what they had. They have they still have, what's his name Ajariz. <laughs> Who says no? Come on. <laughs> right here. Anyway. Say no, <laughs> John. I mean, Inaki would be amazing for Spurs, and he'd be a low key signing because he's like super under the radar. Like he's on like no one's. He's radar. having a really, really good season right now. This, this season, I think he's got like thirteen or fourteen goals right now. He, he's he's doing very well right now. Um, yeah, I think the the biggest fear is that Spurs can drop out with all these injuries. They can drop out of top four, which would be absolutely terrible for them going forward with all this money coming in. They'd be in the same position as Arsenal was when the stadium was first built, and still kind of are to a certain extent. Yeah, and Octavio Williams has 22 goals already this season. Or no, 9, I'm sorry. 22 appearances, 9 goals. Um, anyway, let's get on to you to the only other okay game of the, of the, the weekend. Um... Arsenal loses to Man United or Man United, West Ham United. <laughs> oh my god, that that was bad. But West Ham with a with a familiar face on the on the enemy team, Mister Samir Nasri making a, an appearance. Thank God. Well, <laughs> Thank God. I love. Okay, I'm gonna say something. Oh no, Don and Ryan may hate me, and it's okay, guys. Um. No. But I love Samir Nazari. I still Cock. love Nazari. Thank you. Well, I, I think you guys can like Fabregas now again. He's in Monaco. Oh! No. Not False. Really. He's at Monaco. False. He made his debut. It's official. Yeah, he's on Monaco. Monaco destroys Arsenal every time we play him. I'll hate him <laughs> even more now. Yeah, but Monaco, no, Monaco's I, bad right now. I have. I, I was never mad at Fabregas. I'm just going to say that. Because he tried to come back to Arsenal when he, came, when he wanted to come back to the Premier League and Wagner didn't want him. So... I'm just saying. Still respect. Ryan's visibly shaking his head still, right now. <laughs> still, still probably the best assist man in the Premier League history. So. That's, that's, that's a big stretch. Yeah. No, they looked at the stats. He was like number one in like uh, his assists per games ratio or whatever in the Premier League history. Yeah. He's nuts. Was. Anyways. Arsenal lose. My prediction... Arsenal drop to the bottom and get relegated. But no, that probably won't happen. Um, they are leveling out, which which I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, they they were kind of like they they had a point where they were starting to you know gain form. They're winning games easy, undefeated streak. But with someone like Unai Emery, with a whole new regime after 20 plus years. I mean, you're, this is going to happen. You're going to level out. You're going to be, start to become bad before you be, not bad, but, you know, average before you become better. 
And it also speaks to that you guys don't have the players Emery wants right now. Is that, is that kind of the assessment you guys are, are taking right now? Yeah. I think we're, we're missing – well, first of all, we're missing some more defenders. I, 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 you know, someone I want to come back besides, obviously, Rob Holding is I'm waiting for Mavra Panos to well, make an appearance. Once the, he's everyone's like, back in full training now. They're all back in full training right now, all the people that were injured. Just what Monreal, Mavropanos, Koscielny, everyone, like everyone's back in full training now, so that's good signs then. Yeah, I'm. Just, but we do need another defender. We we desperately, desperately need a creator, and we need a yes. winger. creative midfielder. Absolutely. It's just so the the lack like we we don't have really, we don't really have Ozil anymore. Um, <laughs> Ramsey is not really that. That's not that's never been his role, and we're losing him to Juventus at the ne- end of the season. Good for him. Um, Good for him. He will be was was a fake creator for us, and, and he's not anymore. Um, he was creating for a second, and he like forgot what how that is. And Guendouzi's still kind of learning it. He could eventually be like this like deep creator, deep line creator, but it's not gonna happen right now. Um, so it's just it's just not. We need something. Man, Ryan, did you want to say anything about Otso? I mean. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree with what Tyler said, like 100%. Um, That's all right. And we, we were talking about it earlier. I think Ozil's consistently, he's consistently inconsistent and doesn't perform at the level that he's paid to play. Um, defensively, he plays a lot better than he used to, a lot more active. But in terms of his creative role, I mean, he a lot of times he's a bystander in most games that we play. Um, and then he has one game where he gets gets a goal, maybe a sister or two, and it's like, oh, well, he's back. And the next game, it's back to consistent and consistent Ozil. So, and you were saying before you can say you can mention that again that he needs another creative attacking midfielder with him. And yeah. I I do kind of agree with that because going back to like Sanchez and Ozil, they had a really good connection with each other, and we were seeing a lot better play in 2015, 2016 when Sanchez first arrived. They were clicking a lot, and um, he was able to feed someone like Sanchez, who obviously was a great player for Arsenal. So right. Let me ask you this, John. Do you do you agree that Ozil can only be at his best when he's literally some some? First of all, he's literally the the cog of the entire team. He has defensive stability around him, so he doesn't have to really play defense. I know, I know, he's been better. Uh, Ryan mentioned um, that was off air, but um, he's been better defensively. But but he. He also his best years have been when he hasn't had to worry about anything behind him. Um, and, and do you think that, that that Arsenal needs to sign someone like I don't know? Just I'm not going to say this is happening because it's not going to, but like Nabil Fakir or you know Memphis Depay or something like that. Um. Yes, but I have I have my I have my picks in mind that I would like. As that as that player, <laughs> okay. I'm mean, I'm interested to hear this. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 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 people we've it's people we've been linked to, and I mean I I kind of like them. We all know who they are. Um, Andre Barzardly. No. <laughs> Andre Barzardly. No. <laughs> Honestly, I'll take him. He's only thirty-eight. Guys, <laughs> isn't Benega like the hot the hot one right now? That's one of them. Um, I could. I mean, that if if I if I had to if I had to put him in the top in my if my pick of three, I would put him at the bottom. Um, He's a good player. I just having a crazy good season right now. 
I just feel we could use somebody. I mean, not not that he's old, but I think we need somebody younger. Um, so my I guess top two would be uh, Dennis Suarez from Barcelona. Okay. Or uh, Miguel Almiron from Atlanta United. I'm I'm still uh, I'm still scared about the MLS switch to to Europe. Same. Um, not that I don't think Miguel Almiron is actually a really good player, because I think he is. And I, I mean, I've seen him internationally for a couple of times for Paraguay, and he he just looks like he's miles above everyone whenever he plays. I'm just scared about the tactical know-how that he has and that he might take a little bit longer um he'll definitely take a second i think now that i think he would eventually be a good signing but he's like a he's like in the pocket signing like you know somebody you like hold on to for the future i i do like the denny suarez though he the problem with him is that barcelona are going to want 40 to 50 million for him even though he's not really He's not really an attacking midfielder, though, isn't he? Is he more like just like a central midfielder? No, no, he's a he's no. a creator. Yeah. Is he? He, you know, who he's very similar to. Um, he's a he's a very similar like prototype to like Felipe Coutinho. Like, I'd say yeah, him or like Trezorla, like Peach Trezorla, before okay. he played defense. <laughs> um. But again, he's going to be a lot of money, which is something you guys don't have right now. And he's also just been kind of sitting on the bench. He only has seven appearances right now. Well, let's go to that. And he's a got... lot of money. That's another. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. We have the money. It's there. Yeah, oh, it's there. Okay. Well, what's what's your? So, go ahead. No, we don't want to. So, certain someone doesn't want to spend it. And Dan that's, that's... I didn't say that, but John, John said it. John said it. <laughs> <laughs> Piece of fucking shit. <laughs> that's that's oh. a whole other thing that we probably don't know all the details too. So uh, yeah, and it all and it all and it all goes to his fancy hair pieces. Whoa, <laughs> John's going in here. Yeah, that, that and the that and the Rams. Like, okay, buddy. Like the Rams right. are going to go out. That's pretty good. Round, so I mean, the Rams might win the Super Bowl. So. They might win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Rams, the Rams probably unless they face the Saints. They're playing the Saints. Yeah, year. that's the only that's the only problem. Um, that's a whole <laughs> other story there, but I, I I just think I think I don't think Otsel's done yet, but I don't think he fits what Arsenal need to do to go forward anymore. Am I wrong in saying that? I don't. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. I I, I agree with the fact that he doesn't fit because. Emery's teams don't revolve around someone. You know what I mean? It's all it's not really a revolving around. It's just always about getting that ball into the box, you know? And right. and he, he needs something where he's like everything's kind of going through him and he's creating everything around him. And, and he's having people around him who want to who are willing runners at all seconds or who can also give him, you know, a, a through ball then to allow him to create the final pass. Which is probably why Arsenal should prioritize maybe like strong, stable center backs and then fast and technically gifted wingers or someone who's going to be like a good winger. So like, I think the Carrasco thing is, I, I like it personally. I think that's low-key like pretty I, good. I, I'm very into the fair Carrasco. I, just, I, I don't know if it's real. Like, I don't know if it can work out. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's. I was a huge fan of him on Atletico Madrid. He's one of my favorite players on Atletico Madrid. I was. I don't know if it's left. I don't know if it's true. And my my one worry about him is that he sometimes plays a little too wide, which might might not be the best thing for Arsenal. I think that's what they want, though. They play oh, that okay. style. They, they play that style where they the two strikers push up, and then the wing backs play with the the wingers, and they overload the outside of the box, and they just do a bunch of crosses in the middle. Right, but it comes the the width comes from the the wing backs more than maybe I mean, yeah but it's, it's interplay you're, yeah. you're they're playing yeah. with each yeah. other okay the, wing, the wingers the wingers push in and the, and the wing backs overlap right okay i mean yeah, that'd be an interesting one but again we don't know anything about that as far as center bats go i mean who who's that who were we talking about earlier tyler yesterday that was the rumor that we're natia in the whole ramsey leaving oh right right i, mean, I saw, I saw something about connor cody maybe Oh, probably, uh, but that, I don't uh, think that's gonna happen though. I that would be amazing. I would love the summer if that was happening. I think, I think for sure. Um, I don't know if Connor Cody would want to make the switch though. I mean, I'm sure he would. It's a bigger club. Yeah. So, but hey, Wolves are becoming a bigger club. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Arsenal already fighting for top six, and they're somewhere so, in between, but not quite. Yeah, like good enough. Yeah, you know they're 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 around that eleven to eight spot. You know they're bouncing around there. That's the thing, Connor Cody makes too much sense, so Arsenal's not going to buy him. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Nazi thing makes zero sense for me. Remember, I, I told you because our trend right now is we're buying, you know, aging center backs that are still like still solid. So it might it fits what we've been doing for yeah, a while. It's it's very short term goal right now. Yeah, every like our all of our center back buyings in the past few years, besides Mavropanos and and Rob Holding, are like short term. So yeah, I'm okay with that, like that philosophy of buying older strike uh, center backs, as long as we're developing younger center backs at the same time. I mean, it works out in the end, I guess. I mean, yeah, remember Mustafa is still young. He's, yeah, he's like what, 26, 27, 27? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you have, if he can start to find, I mean, I, I, he might be ruined because of the Wagner years. Know, but... He was starting to get going this season. He's yeah, been... I agree. He's he's getting there. I remember. I remember. I told you about uh, Dortmund should sign Benatia, and then you're like, "No, they're too many center backs." Did yeah. you see what happened today? Yeah, they signed that freaking. Um, yeah, the, from from River Plate. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Dortmund just Dortmund or was it? just hoarding amazing young talent all over. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, I just thought that was funny. I, I forgot to tell you that today, but anyway. Oh, like they may like hold on to the titles for a while in Bundesliga. We'll see. I mean that goes on to another a whole other conversation about them being a selling club, and that who knows a Kanji to be worth Manuel Kanji to be worth eighty million in the next two years, and then they made tons of money. But that's a, that's a that's a whole different debate about about German German uh, football. But speaking of German football. We want to gloss over real quick. Southampton holding their lead with ten men against uh, Leicester City, with Tyler Hosenhutel being kind of a savior to the uh, Southampton season so far. Um, our very own Tyler Kaufman had some words about Ralph. Tyler, we are <laughs> so putting you on the spot right now, dude. Yeah, what, what do you have to say about Southampton? This is all hilarious. All right, so 
first of all, I'm a bit, I was a big fan of Hoss and Hoodle coming in anyways to, to Southampton. I think this was the best thing that they, they could have decided for them. Um, so they were down 10 men and against a good Leicester team that was creating tons of chances, like unlimited amounts of chances. Vardy almost scored a header. Uh, James Madison was, was throwing everything at them. Uh, Harry Maguire was basically playing center defensive mid from center back, and they still. And the whole concept was they they were um, keeping their shape of like they're doing this the, the diamond and just basically like holding as like a rock. Southampton, right? Yeah, Southampton as a rock like against the team, and it, and it, you know it was tough, but it freaking worked. So. I mean, they're showing a lot of poise. Uh, Vestergaard put in a really strong performance. Low-key um, should make FIFA Team of the Week, but he won't. It was, it was holding back everything. But, yeah, it was it was awesome. I'm, I'm into the Southampton team. Next year, just watch out. They'll, they're going to, like, they'll, they'll have a few really good games against, like, the big teams and, like, mess people up like they used to. I think the the biggest thing that you, you yourself glossed over was that we were <laughs> We were we were talking earlier about uh, your are that he's kind of bringing the German style Bundesliga style of play uh, in the sense of of squad rotation and how he's kind of bringing in these young um, these young players from the academy who Southampton are known for having in one of the top academies in England. So that I mean it's it's an interesting way that no one's kind of doing right now in the Premier League, but that's. You know that's that's the only thing they're doing in Germany and most. I mean France. You know, name name your name your country. Um, well, and, he, and he's what's cool is he's like he's playing a new person almost every game. Like I saw like two debuts last match. They had sixteen year olds and stuff. Right. And the guy the right back Valeri is killing it right now. Yeah. Except for his red card. But I mean that's. <laughs> But other than that, but it also, I think it comes down to his whole, the whole, he's kind of like a hard man, you know, hard type that he, he wants to see, because we're also talking about like people like Danny Ings aren't getting to look at anymore, or uh, Ryan Bertrand. Bertrand's been temporarily sat out. Because they probably weren't showing a certain standard in practice and training, and these young kids were because they wanted more. And that's kind of, you know, he's rewarding, it's all merit, he's merit-based. Which is something that kind of evades the Premier League at times. I don't think it's unfair to say. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's an interesting conversation to have. Something to watch over the next couple months and certainly into next year uh, to see who he signs. I, I reckon he'll sign. What? That was uh, that. Because um, uh, we were just talking about it. Uh, Mavropanos played 71 minutes today against City in the under on a in an under 23s match, and we destroyed them 5-1. Good stuff, Man City. Buka, going down. Uh, Buki uh, Buki Osaka, the kid who made his. Oh, Osaka looks good. Yeah, he scored a brace. Nice. And apparently it's and apparently it was sensational. I'll watch the video real quick. Okay, and as John reports on that, we are going to report out of here. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, there, live reaction right here. What oh. a finish. 
big games next weekend. Um, <laughs> not too much going on. Arsenal Chelsea, that'll be a good game. Um, I think Bournemouth West Ham. Bournemouth are kind of on a down downturn right now, but West Ham are certainly up on an upward slope. So that'd be interesting. Wolves Leicester, battle of the uh, top eight there. Um, otherwise, not too much. Man City Huddersfield. If you want to see a nice blowout, <laughs> and yeah, Huddersfield's going to destroy them. Obviously, yeah. I mean, seriously, without a manager too. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> But, but um, any 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 final thoughts? Anyone? Everton, Man City, Wolves. What do you? Anyone? It's getting interesting. It's getting interesting. We're at the turn of the year. Yep. I I love the Premier League this year. I like how competitive it is. It's kind of cool. Is it competitive though? <laughs> I think it's competitive. Uh-huh. I, I think it's like every year where it has like sections that are competitive. It's very competitive, like one, two, and then now it's getting like a competitive like three, four, five, six. I think by March we'll know who wins. I don't think so. I think it's gonna be down to the wire. I think we would have known if Liverpool won against Man City. I mean, that's, now, now it's wide that's open. True. And we'll I see. Like, I love that though. You know, I think it should be that way. Oh, I I'm agree. Still- I'm still holding Man City with the title. I, I, Kevin De Bruyne is not even back yet. That's all I got to say. Possible. So. I, I will. Here's another thing I'm, I'm, I'm saying, and I've been, I've been kind of like saying this for a long time. I, with like the arrival when we started getting, like they started getting top tier managers continually coming to the Premier League, like Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp, and like you know we started getting that build up, and we're almost every team has a pretty solid manager. Um. I think this is like a buildup. Like each team's been slowly rebuilding, finding a new way, and I think it's going to be leading to like within the next two years, we may see like the most competitive Premier League years like ever. I think it's coming soon. So, I think, I think it's tough to say because it's there's still such a disparity from top to bottom. But it's still, but these teams are improving and getting better. I don't know. I feel like we're we're getting closer and closer to like a super year, like a super super year where everything's I- like super close. I see what you're saying, but I think it's very hard for like not anyone not in the top six to be dethroned. I think it's very hard for like a Watford or a Leicester, who are like at seven and eight, for them to break top six. Right, that's like, exactly right. Like, like, Wolves have their moments. Them. Everton have their moments, but it's very hard for them to dethrone a top six. There's but not. There's n- is, it could be. We could be seeing it coming in the future, though. Like as bad as Arsenal looks at times, it's very hard to say that they would ever lose to like Watford consistently, or Leicester consistently, or Everton consistently. I mean, it comes down to you know they'll yeah they'll get more TV money, the, these you know the middle tier clubs and whatnot, but so will the top, I and mean, we we just continue to build on this top heavy lead. Which is exactly what it is. I mean, it, it can still be the most entertaining lead and probably the most competitive, but I'm not. Well, I wouldn't say that. I think the league is still probably the most competitive. But um, yeah, I mean, that's all we got. It would be interesting to see what these championship teams do when they come up. Like, if if leads can carry on playing well, and that's gonna be but, fun. I kind of come back. Excited if it happens. If West Brom come back, we'll we'll see. That, I, I don't know how excited I'd be about that. That'd be cool. <laughs> They're third place. I mean, <laughs> so. say West Brom. Yeah, West Brom. They still have West Brom um, is actually fourth Aaron. place. 
Oh, are they? Norwich is third. Be Darren. Uh, oh, name. Darren Moore? Yeah, yeah, I think he's still the manager. Oh, really? Oh, Fairly cool. certain. I might be wrong on that. Uh, check in that. Yep, he is. Yeah, so there you go. I liked him when they even when they went. They, they, they definitely like just banked on him as a project manager, which was cool. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's what, that's what you need. I mean, someone right. who knows the club, like Ola Dunn Shulshire. <laughs> Full circle. And with that, I think we will sign off. Uh, thank you as always. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Unfit Pundit. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan or R D Delmati. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you can find Tyler at on Twitter at Tyler Kaufman twenty two. You can also find him on Instagram, like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, Duomoda seven. That's D U O M O D A seven on Instagram. It's his new fashion blog. Check it out. It's Check tight. it out. It's very tight stuff. He actually did today, which is oh, kind of a coincidence. That's true. Some streetwear where he's showing off a vintage Arsenal kit. <laughs> Not quite vintage, but vintage enough. Um, 15. Okay, there you go. Oh, it's his last good year. There you go. So, uh, and oh, you, oh wait! I'll finish your other one, then I have one more shout out. Okay, and then you can find John at J underscore Bird ninety five on Twitter. That's J A Y underscore B Y R D twenty two. Tyler, uh, and then we we have a guest, a silent guest today. My roommate Mario. He, uh, check him out at uh, Meezy93R on Twitch. He streams. He's a Banjo-Kazooie speedrunner. So uh, please give him a shout-out. Mario! Yeah. We're shouting you out. Shout, shout yeah, yourself yeah. out. What's up? <laughs> I stream Banjo-Kazooie speedrunner. Uh, <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie. Meezy underscore. Meezy underscore. Meezy underscore. When are we going to see you on uh, GDQ? Oh. oh! I think I'm going to go next year, actually. Oh, Hell yeah, let's go, year. dude. Nice. 2020, double decades for Meezy. <laughs> and so that that is our show. Thank you for joining us as always, and goodbye. Come on.